Hello, Podlers. Thank you once again for listening and downloading. I really do appreciate it, and I'm fully aware that I owe many of you an apology. I will be issuing that apology on the upcoming show. Try and enjoy, and sorry once again. Brace yourselves. It's the Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast with Wix. Let's do it right. Absolute Radio. The warmest of welcomes to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show and Absolute Radio, where I'm all about the first thoughts this morning, 8, 12, 15. Uh, morning, Matt Dyson. Morning, David. Morning, Emma Jones. Morning. Uh, Glenn Moore is not here. Oh, he, right. like many of you, is uh, being affected by the rail dispute. Uh, what is it? Disruptions, I believe. Yeah. It's overhead lines this time. Big problems getting back from Aberdeen. Uh, another, as you can imagine, um, the WhatsApp group was lit again with rail <laughs> delay chat. Uh, my first thought was, I have five Finally, after all these years of being an admirer of her broadcasting talents and someone I would like to call a friend, saw your come dine with me, Emma. Yes. It was on yesterday. Finally. I hadn't seen it. Because life gets in the way of me now sitting around watching come dine with me in the daytime, I only saw snatches of it. But the first bit I saw, which was just amazing and I thought couldn't have been better pitched, was some of the other contestants genuinely doing a piece of camera with fear in their eyes that they realised they just sat on your bed without your permission. Yes, and they rifled uh, through my drawers as well. Oh, did they? No. they Emma, sat on the Emma Jones I know doesn't like that. No, I had anxiety yeah. about with that. With their outside jeans that they'd worn in a taxi <laughs> on the way over. And their outside hands. Oh, oh, oh. their outside hands. Oh. Uh, so, I only saw one dish that you prepared, which was the thing where you didn't even use plates, you went you went for boards. Yes. Uh, did you? Look Amazing. Yeah, but I, I was doing this. I got the cutlery as well. Oh, it's I, ser- hands I off served the board. my food on a slate. I was doing <laughs> this before all the cool restaurants did it. Yes, this was years were. ago. This was a long time yeah. ago, I suppose. Um, so <laughs> that was the only dish I saw. How did it go down? How did, did they enjoy it? It looked amazing. Yeah, they did. They liked it. I came, um, I came third out okay. of five, okay. which, you know... It was it was fine, but I like to tell people it was a very high scoring week. Actually, yeah. I think I got thirty three out of forty. Yeah, this Ooh, is like West right. Ham getting relegated on forty five <laughs> points or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You need to point that out. It's yeah. like we, yeah. we did okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I was robbed. And the other week you would have won it. Um, yeah. and, and did you? So they only obviously come to your house once. Yeah. And it was the nightmare that you thought. What, what were they like as hosts? Because I didn't see the rest of it. Did you get on particular... Are you still friends with any of them? No. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate it when they stay friends. But we got on really well at the time. They were all quite a bit older than me. Um, and people on like the Come Dine With Me Facebook fan pages and stuff complained during the week that we were on because they said it was too harmonious and too uh, boring. Because we, we weren't really want interested. That. We didn't argue. They want conflict. No one fell out. Yeah. And they kept trying to sow the seed of like, isn't that guy really getting on your nerves? And we were all like, no, everyone's all right, actually. <laughs> um, other qu- other rumour I've heard from a, a listener on a, on a show I was doing some time ago is that there's only one taxi. They save on budget on Come Down With Me by driving oh, yeah. everybody home yeah. in the same cab. So when you see those bits where they do the scores, yeah. one of those poor individuals has been sat in a stranger's house for an hour longer than anybody else. Exactly, yeah. So you do the score bit in the black cab and they just drive you around the block and then you just get in a normal car and go ah, home. Ah, right. Yeah. yeah. Peeking behind the curtain of Come Down With Me. That was my first thought. What's yours? The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. What's your first thought? Dave, was recently thinking, 
There are two types of car owners. The first is upset when it rains because the rain is getting their car dirty. The second is happy when it rains because the rain is getting their car clean. <laughs> I think I'm the latter. Yeah. And that's from yeah. Tom in Blackpool. I'm the latter, yeah, certainly. Yeah, I, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I just think when it's raining, there's no point cleaning it, is there, really? Because no, it just uh, keeps wet. It's going to keep getting dirty. Yeah. It's just a pointless job, isn't it? As soon as you've cleaned a car, you go out and drive somewhere. It's dirty again. What's the point? It's like picking up leaves. I spent like seven hours picking up leaves the other day, uh, bagging them up, and then yeah. I realised, of course, they're going to keep on falling from the trees, yeah. aren't they? I'm not built for that. I need, no. you know, I need to decompartmentalize things, and like now, leaves are done. Robo day moves in house, does middle, next task. Beginning in middle and an end. Yeah, I can't yeah. leave it. Just like look out the window, and there's more leaves. No, there. There's more. Yeah. But I suppose we should be grateful. That I suppose leaves when the, well, when the tree is bereft of leaves, there are no more to pick up so I suppose there is an end come winter oh wow <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful actually. it was bleak but beautiful trying to make you feel a bit better belly buttons are single use human charging ports says Claire yeah. oh, what a great what? first thought uh, Matt says uh, morning everyone my first thought is where does Eloise sit when she's doing the travel throughout the day oh, wow. has anyone ever thought to ask Good has anyone ever met Eloise uh, <laughs> I'm joking she she's has lovely. her own travel studio we see her every day yeah. which is one floor below us and slightly to the left. Yes, that's right, yeah. So she's able to kind of update in a breaking news she's got type access way. access to all the cameras on the motorways around the UK, yeah. She's got a helicopter, hasn't she, as well? Yeah, as yeah. Fly she's around. up in that, yeah. Have we thought about putting a helicopter sound effect under her? He's doing the... We should... <laughs> yeah. Should we write that down? Do that, yeah. Gives it a... Give it a bit of action-packed. Sound more exciting. Can it? we change her voice without her having to go to any <laughs> extra lengths of work? Well, maybe we should mm, look at that a travel yeah. update from the sky. Yeah, I'd like nice. that. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show podcast, Absolute Radio. Also, share that first thought. Eight, twelve, fifteen. It's the first thing that you felt you wanted to share with the group as you opened your eyes. Maybe it's an interesting thing that's been bubbling away in there and you thought, it's about time I got this out there, like John in Nottingham, who says, if cucumber is 94% water, why is it classed as a food and not a drink? Good question. Yeah. My first thought is the brain named itself. Ooh, Leave that one with you. That's good, wow. isn't it? Yeah. Lovely. Uh, Emma Jones, what's your first thought? Um, does anyone actually like mulled wine? Uh, yeah, I, I think sort of I think I do. A taste for it, yeah. Is it one of those things like if you try it five times, you like it, like yeah, an olive? I think so. Yeah, yes. I think it's more about the situations you found yourself in when you sampled it. So, mold wine for me is obviously as it should be used very sparingly, but it's normally when me and my old friends get together at a lovely pub called the Cutisark, which is on the Thames yeah, in Greenwich, nice. oh, yeah. and they have a little kind of like pot of it bubbling away on the bar, mm. and you have a mold wine and then for you spend the rest of the year looking forward to a mulled yeah. wine. So I've, maybe it's association. Well, I've, I've tried to get into it every Christmas and I just, I've never had a good one. And I had a really festive day on Sunday. I went ice skating, did all that stuff, tried to have a mulled wine, still don't like it. No. Ah. Do you like ah. red wine? Yes. And I just think, why would you ruin it by you, putting you like tea as well, spices so. in it and heating it up? Yeah. Right, wow, yeah. I think there are, there are different levels of mulled wine, aren't there? It depends if people use cheap wine and put loads of horrible orange in it. 
it and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's what you're supposed to do, isn't it? But a lot of people mulling cider now. So cider's the new one for mulling. Well, like, I do grow like a, a mulled big beard and get some tattoos, you hipster. <laughs> I do like a mulled cider. I'll mull anything quite happily. You're just mulling I've been over. mulling it over, and I think mulling is the way forward. Um, I want a mulled milkshake. That'd be nice, Ooh, wouldn't it? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, no. Hang on a second. No. Um, Matt, what have you been mulling over first thought? Was, my wise. first that was also about tea. People keep recommending this tea to me, right? We all like tea and biscuits, right? And, you know, you occasionally dunk a tea, a biscuit in the tea mm. for a bit too long and the biscuit goes to the bottom and you get a sort of soggy, biscuity tea it's a mush time. at the bottom of the cup. Yeah. Well, now uh, there's a brand of tea uh, called Multi Biscuit Brew. Oh, yeah. Uh, and apparently it tastes just like tea and biscuits. And people are saying that, that as a, they use it on their diets because whenever they have the fancy for a couple of biscuits they just have this tea and biscuit brew and suddenly they don't want biscuits anymore and I need to get some. It sounds amazing. That looks amazing. York, yeah, Yorkshire Tea Multi Biscuit Brew. Have they got the biscuit flavour in there? I don't know. I think it's just quite in? malty. I think it's quite malty. But I just, is it I, thick as well or has it got the same consistency? I don't, I don't know if it's got the mushiness. <laughs> right. Hopefully not. But it's, it's just malty, sweet and slightly biscuity. And I don't I know it, if I, I... I think it could be a good right, addition yeah. to our morning routine. Okay. Tea Instead tastes of, infinitely better when you've dipped a biscuit in it. Yeah, right. yeah. I think it could be good. Okay. Okay, so, so there it is. And you're going to get so who's making it? I'm trying to look at the reflection. Yorkshire tea. Yorkshire tea oh. make it, yeah. I'm going to get some. Big shout Might go and buy some tea. today. Oh, I, so, sorry, Mike. I didn't know you were going to go and buy something. <laughs> 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 just yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm quite taken aback. I've, I've got no contact. Look at that. Yorkshire like tea. a little mouse in the lab. I was ready to go, hello, Yorkshire tea. Please do. He said, oh, no, I've got it wrong. Very breakfast show. With Wix and Mission Christmas. Take a present to any Wix store and Wix will make sure it gets to a disadvantaged child for Christmas. Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. Time for Matt Dyson to socially arm us. Matt Dyson, what's going on online and across the socials this uh, morning? Well, first up on Reddit this morning, news about a new type of parking enforcement in the States, uh, which is, is replacing clamping, where they stop one wheel of your car from working. Now they have something called the barnacle. Uh, this seems to be, there's talk of this being deployed all around the world, not just America, but they've started using it on one university campus in the States. Uh, so it doesn't go around the wheel, instead the barnacle. Uh, it goes across the windscreen of your car so you cannot see out of it. And it sort of just sucks to the windscreen. You can't move it. It looks it's like one of those yellow. little yellow ramps that, that workmen put over cables and stuff where you see it gigs. Yeah, so you yeah, don't trip on the over floor. Cables. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But they've stuck in the that road. to a windscreen. They've stuck it to a windscreen. You cannot get it off. Uh, it, uh, so it's stuck there, and therefore you cannot see out your windscreen, so you cannot drive. But as someone pointed out underneath the article, they are presuming that we don't all drive like Ace Ventura with our head out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> which is one easy way yeah. to get around Like this. a dog with your tongue out as well. well. Mildly yeah. dangerous, but an easy way to get around this. And, and uh, so it's, your view is completely blocked. But I mean, you know, at this time of year when you're de-misting your windshield of a morning and de-icing it. Good luck with that, Occasionally, way, yeah, I know. Probably, some people will be doing it as we as speak. As we speak, yeah. I mean, the ideal thing is to get in there and get it started early. But sometimes that first uh, first little minute of, in the car driving down the road, you go, I 
I'm always looking down the bottom of the screen where there's one little gap uh, that's not yeah, missed it up. <laughs> one, one little gap missed it up. So lean down. And go, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. It'll clear up in a minute. It's very. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that. No, don't recommend. I wouldn't that. recommend but that. It's rural. It's on the country lanes at four in the morning. I can get away with that sort you of think thing. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's that thing. It's the barnacle that's difficult to get off your windscreen as the little sticker that they put on the side window saying you've been. You've you had know, a parking ticket. Yeah. Yes. Because like, you can't really peel. You can never peel those things off completely. No. Yeah. You can't. No. But it's, it's even stronger than that. The barnacle parking enforcement system uh, is is the one to look out for. People just have the sticky outline of it once it's removed. On yeah. Their I know. Forever. I think it might. You might have to get a whole new windscreen if you've had one of them, which would be really annoying, wouldn't it? Put the barnacle away. Put the barnacle away. The other story uh, sent to me by our very own Emma Jones uh, involves the theft of a. A, ro- a rude road name uh, in a village in Northamptonshire where there's a, a cheeky street sign uh, that keeps getting stolen. Uh, the residents of the road, Bell End in Wollaston uh, in Northamptonshire, are getting very annoyed by this. The latest theft happened uh, the other day, and uh, apparently, one local resident, 80 year old uh, Christine Thurland, says, I don't understand why uh, anyone would want to do something so silly. No, me neither. Why yeah. would you she want that? She it's, said it's pathetic that the sign for the road has been taken. Apparently, it happens a lot. There are about three different signs on the road. Uh, people get, go there and take, get their pictures taken with it. I think that's right. fair enough. Enough. That's fun. But All right, yeah. there's no need for like that sort of student hijinks of actually stealing it and taking it. We home. simply must keep the arts alive. We simply <laughs> must keep the arts alive. Uh, they're not the only ones this has happened to. There's another similarly named uh, road in uh, Rowley Regis in Bur- near Birmingham uh, with the same name. Uh, the residents there actually started a petition to change the name. <laughs> they were so sick wow. of it. Like, we can't live on this road anymore. It's ridiculous. And it's a re- it must be really embarrassing when you're giving out your address as well. Do you well, think that makes it? your house more? More or less valuable? I'd say less. Surely. I'd say less. Because it's not like a, it's not like a Desres thing to do, is it? Oh, I live on such and such a road. Yeah. Uh, there's one other road. At the end of the bell. <laughs> yes, that's yes, where I bell. reside. Good. You'd have to start restructuring that's, your sentences. Yes, that's, where you, that's how you'd say it. There's one other town which has had similar problems. I mean, I mean, uh, they, they, had to, they had signs stolen. Uh, so often they had to make a stone version. It's a different, a different town. Uh, it's uh, a little hamlet called Chitterton. In Dorset? Uh, yes, it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, they got so annoyed with the sign being stolen that they put up a stone version. Oh, that's so a it's good literally idea. set in stone, and you cannot steal it. So, uh, you know, if you are going near a village with a rude name, just try and be respectful of the local residents. Well said, sir. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show podcast, Absolute Radio, where we celebrate another national day with. Six degrees to a textual question. And today, as I've just said, is World Trick Shot Day. A trick shot is a shot played on a billiards or snooker table which seems unlikely or impossible or, of course, requires significant skill. In the 1870s, taking a perfect shot in a game of billiards could cause the ball to explode as they were often made from a highly combustible plastic celluloid. The inventor of this material even received a letter from a saloon proprietor in Colorado complaining that the exploding balls would often cause every person in the room to leap out of their skin. Did you know that in Colorado, specifically Aspen, it is illegal to throw snowballs at somebody? So let's be honest, most of us would have been arrested as children in Aspen because this morning, I want to know what's the naughtiest thing you did as a child, 8, 12, 15. 
Let me take you back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 19... God, we'll do the maths on this now. So, um... It's, ni- it's 1998, and I'm just a child. And uh, me and my friend, we once... We bunked off school. That was the term we used to use then. Yeah. And we went down to the world of leather. Oh. Which was a strange place to go. <laughs> Not to pick out a sofa. Bear with me. Uh, it was in Cholton. There was like a kind of industrial park that had lots oh. of... You know, had macro and all those things. Yeah. Still does. Now there's the world's biggest Ikea down there. Oh, right, OK. But back in the day, it was just a world of leather was the real... Oh, You nice. know, there was no tops, tiles, none of the fancy no. stuff. No Matalan. Yeah. So we used to go down to uh, the world of leather and we'd go round the back of the world of leather warehouse where there would be a skip. And in that skip was all of the gubbins that would surround the sofas that were delivered. Including lots of polystyrene. And so the naughtiest thing I ever did was bunk off school with my friend Paul Hayes, take a piece of polystyrene out of a skip each, and then just hit each other over the heads with it. Stay in school, kids. I can't (laughs) stress that enough. (laughs) Did you get caught by the people in the world of leather? No, man. Too fleet footed for that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I was off. Yeah, scarpered, hiding, breathing heavily as I hid behind a lamppost, all that stuff. Uh, Matt Dyson, naughtiest thing you did as a child? Well, when I was a little boy, I had a very realistic toy. They don't have them much anymore, quite rightly so. Just nerfs these days. My very realistic metal toy machine gun. And I loved it so much, I wanted to take it on holiday to Spain. And I packed it in my suitcase. (laughs) And we went through security at East Midlands Airport. And I was, I got a rollick in that day. I'll tell you what. And the gun, most annoyingly, the gun was confiscated from me. And I never saw it again. And it was my favourite toy. Uh, But yeah, I was in serious trouble for packing that. Innocently, but yeah. uh, I got a serious telling off. So, hitting a friend over the head with a length of polystyrene round the back of a world of leather in South East London, trying to smuggle a fake gun through airport security. <laughs> there are a couple of naughtiest <laughs> things we've done. What about you? The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. We're celebrating World Trick Shot Day by asking you what's the naughtiest thing you did as a child. Keep them coming at 8, 12, 15. Rich from Hiley said, I super glued all of my sister's trolls to her brand new MFI bedroom for furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Dave stole flowers from the crematorium and sold them at school for Mother's Day. Oh, that's dark. <laughs> so when we were asking, uh, you know, what the team had got up to, there's me at the World of Leather. There's Matt Airport Security. Emma, as you would expect, and I, I mean this as a badge of honour, the naughtiest thing you did as, as a kid was get detention once. I was a model student, uh, yeah, I if know. you can believe I, it. I know. Uh, but then... Producer Sam, good morning, Producer Sam. Good morning. Came up with an incredible story of trying to do something naughty as a child, but ended up being a bit of a hero. (laughs) Um, Sam, please share with the group. I'm so excited for everyone to hear this. So when I was a kid, I was uh, led astray by some bad characters. They always say, The bigger boys. (laughs) (laughs) I was around the back of World 11 (laughs) by choice, you know. I had some friends that wanted to go down to a cafe that was on the waterfront down where we used to live. Um, where was this? this is on the down south coast. in Milford on Sea on the south coast. Oh, and but the it had been abandoned for years. Oh, um, yeah. so it'd been empty for years. Mm. Um, and they wanted to break into this cafe. Ooh. And I, I wasn't brave enough for that, so I, I hung back and nominated I said, oh, I'll be lookout in case anyone comes by. Oh good thank you. And <laughs> when they were in the building Lo and behold, the police turn up. Oh, so I jump on my bike and peg it, obviously. Peg it. <laughs> lovely, lovely use of peg it. <laughs> Met up with them afterwards. They'd been cautioned by the police. Ooh. Turns out that in the building were crates and boxes in the garage as well 
of counterfeit watches and wallets oh. that have been smuggled in overnight, oh, left pirates. in the garage, <laughs> left in this abandoned building. So technically, we'd, we'd led the police. You'd solved the crime. For wow. an international That's crime. Right. What's that Enid Blyton series yeah. of books called? Yeah, yeah, it's five. like the famous <laughs> five, isn't it? He's even got the words pegged it on a bicycle. Yeah. It's incredible. Five go looking for counterfeit goods. <laughs> That's amazing, oh, isn't it? A Ralph Lauren shirt, but the horse has got seven legs. <laughs> and then he went home and had lashings of ginger ale. <laughs> Uh, so the naughtiest thing you did as a the kid. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show podcast. Absolute radio. On your world trick shot day, I'm asking what's the naughtiest thing you did as a child at 8, 12, 15? And it turns out so many of our dear listeners were very, very, very naughty, naughty little yeah. boys and girls. Dave, I once stole a tiny bath oil pod from the body shop when I was 10 with my friend. And then I had nightmares for weeks and I had to tell my mum come clean. She just laughed at me. That's from Amanda in Wigan. Dave, this was done whilst at college. Me and some new friends used to hack the electronic displays on bus stops. Oh, wow. nothing, uh, nothing too naughty. We would just post messages like, Merry Christmas, your journey is free. <laughs> Playful. I can't do it anymore because they've added security, oh, says Phil in Liverpool. Oh, excellent work. That's high-level stuff, I nice. think, isn't it? Yeah, it's good hacking. Hacking stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, we were on a family walk in the countryside and my little brother really needed a wee-wee. He was doing his biz over a patch of stinging nettles oh. and I shoved him willy first into the nettles oh. and he got stung on his willy. Oh. My parents were furious because I ruined the walk. <laughs> <laughs> Do keep those coming. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. On your Tuesday the 3rd of December, which means we're three days into hashtag Whamageddon. Something we've been doing on the show for the last few years. Rule one, the object of the challenge is to go as long as possible without hearing the Wham! Christmas classic last Christmas. Rule two, the challenge starts on December 1st and ends at midnight on December 24th. The third rule, only the original version applies. You can listen to covers and remixes freely. Rule four, the moment you hear the song and recognise it, you are out, you are Whamageddoned. And rule five, any attempts to deliberately wham a friend or family member do not qualify and are not considered as genuine. And it's rule five we really have been struggling with over the last 12-hour yeah. period because we've made a bit of a boo-boo. Now, let me take you back to Friday and the final link of the show. The 29th of November. Yes, so I was letting everybody know that, of course, this coming Sunday, at time of record, or live broadcast, yeah. Whamageddon starts to so be aware. And it turns out that I made a, a rather foolish decision <laughs> to set this up um, over the music of had, Wham! Yeah, we, classic We gave it one last spin. Last Christmas. One last spin before so, it Which starts. is fine, because you're mm. living in the moment. You have to be mindful That's when you great. do a live radio show. What you don't think of is all the people who are going to download the podcast that accompanies the show yeah. and listen to it after the first. Yes. So it seems that we have whamageddoned a whole load of our own listeners. Yes. We, been... went, we went to the length of, like, buttering up the music team to have, them, have the song stripped out yeah. of all eight of our playlists between the hours of 6 
6am and 10am, yet we played it on our own podcast. Well, what's it? Put it in a podcast, right at the end of the podcast. Presuming that, of course, everyone rushes the ego in this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I must listen to the Daybreak Rap Show podcast immediately. Yeah, Not that people have busy they lives. They listen in delay. There's a few days later. It's understandable. Who listens to a podcast all the way uh, to the I end? <laughs> Come on! They must There's have so long, many of them they've nowadays. They've got long journeys. They've got long commutes. I feel awful. We've I don't know. Wham- I'm lashing out of them, man. I'm lashing out. They've been whammed by our own petard, haven't they? <laughs> I can't believe it. <sighs> Whamageddon by hearing Friday's podcast yesterday is what starts the, mm. the, a main, the amount of messages we've got in here. Decade not saved, but ruined by listening to the show's Friday podcast during my 1st of December Sunday morning run. 44 minutes in and you played last Christmas. Shame on you, Dave Berry, (laughs) says Emma. I'm still angry with Dave and the team. Starts another message from Nikki in Talcaster. She says, I spent the weekend telling my kids to remove last Christmas from their playlists. 5pm, 1st of December, sat in the car waiting for my daughters, catching up with the podcast. There you are, explaining Whamageddon whilst playing the song, Dave. What's going on in your tiny mind? So many other people affected. James, Mark, Ben Lavington, Ben Johnson, two types of Ben. Adam Bryan has just been affected this morning listening to the podcast. Basically, if you haven't listened to it, we need to delete it it or something. That's what I'm going to say. For all those who've been affected, we've tried to bend rule five about being deliberately wound, but we can't. It would be unfair. And when I started this, I said I would never put anyone back in after last year's, well, just the the hate that I received online. Um, But we are going to remove it from the podcast. That link is gone. It's being edited out as we speak. But uh, for those that have gone, there's nothing we can do about it, is there? It's too late. So we're just sorry. (laughs) I mean, do we carry on? Can we ask people to invest in this after it's what really, we've done? It's really bad, isn't it? We should be leading by example. Yeah, we are. I mean, feel free to download the podcast. I promise you it will be a safe space. Yeah, from now on. From, yeah. from, 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 from this day forward. As, from this day forward, we promise to honour and cherish you when it comes to hashtag Whamageddon. Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. Good morning. Ready yourselves. This Friday at 9am, tickets for the incredible Isle of Wight Festival 2020 go on sale. Get that in your diary right now because this year you will not want to miss out. And well, if you are buying tickets, you'll obviously want to know who the headliners are. And it gives me great pleasure to announce them all for you right now. Isle of Wight Festival 2020. Absolute Radio. And headlining on the Friday at the Isle of Wight Festival 2020 is Mr. Lionel Richie. Capaldi and Pete Tong presents Ibiza Classics so that's Friday on your Saturday you're gonna get Snow Patrol and the legends that are the Chemical Brothers Sunday, it is the turn of the iconic Duran Duran. Plus many, many more across the weekend, including Becky Hill, Sam Fender, James Arthur, Supergrass, 
Dido, The Happy Mondays. Primal Scream. The Kaiser Chiefs. Sigma, Shed 7. Example, Maisie Peters, The Manor and J.D. Stewart. And that's only the start. There'll be more names to come. Get your tickets to the Isle of Wight Festival 2020 this coming Friday, 9am. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. So, first of all, good morning. And secondly, just a little reminder that tomorrow, Absolute 80s is going to be 10 years old. And there's so many things happening across the whole station to celebrate this wonderful fact. You can check out our full schedule on our website, absoluteradio.co.uk. And as many of you will be fully aware, here on The Breakfast Show, I have been fully focused on a manhunt for the little Maharaja from my favourite movie of the 80s, Indiana Jones and Mm -hmm. the Temple of Doom. And it's taken us in many different directions. It's even got me into a band called Arkham Witch. Yes, oh yeah, love that doom metal. Well, we've literally got 24 hours to go and we have been hit by two, not one, but two massive curveballs. <laughs> I am shocked to my very core. Yeah. Two revelations. One from my actual favourite movie of the 80s, you know, Joseph's Temple of Doom, and mm-hmm. one from the world of show business. Yeah. That, frankly, is bordering on the unacceptable. <laughs> yes, it is. And it's, they've come at the worst possible time. Yeah. We've been talking about we've this for so deadline. long. We, we've got to deliver. Yeah. Or it's going to be embarrassing. Mm. But as I say, if we don't, it's not because of one curveball. As a team, we can get through that. But two, mm. they'll be revealed next. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. So, two massive revelations in our manhunt for the Maharaja. Here we go. Hmm. Where are you going to start? A little inconvenient. (laughs) Well, we're going to start with just a little recap because I wanted to have the little Maharaja, the actor um, Raj Singh, who played him on the show to celebrate absolute 80s 10th birthday. And that is tomorrow. So we've got 24 hours left. And with your help, and thank you so much, because you've done nothing wrong, you have aided us and abetted us Mm. in a perfect way. We managed to get hold of a Facebook post about an expo where kind of movie and comic book characters go. And we managed through that yesterday to get hold of an agent who represents Raj Singh. Now, bear in mind, we want to get Raj on the show just for a couple of minutes to ask him what it was like on set, what Harrison Ford was like working with Steven Spielberg, that kind of stuff. Quick chat on the phone. Quick chat on the phone. Plus, I wanted to speak to him. Most importantly of all, I can do two impressions, and even that is questionable. One is Bane from Batman, and the other one is a little... Maharaja. And I assure you, this will never happen again. In my, my kingdom. <laughs> right, so it was all about maybe getting that going on. Yeah. A little, See little Maharaja off. voice, yeah. Well, we have been Kalimar Shumdidade by an agent. <laughs> <laughs> an evil, evil agent. We reached out and we said, look, this is what we're doing. Can we please have Raj on the show? Yeah. And, uh... This was the response producer Mark got Shocking. from the evil agent. I think it's important right now, though, that we don't lay any blame at the door of Raj Singh. No, no, no. He works as an air traffic controller. Yeah, this is the agent trying to... The, the guy from the Fanboy Expo. He's basically comic book guy from The Simpsons trying to cash in here. So Mark sent a lovely email outlining my passion for the film, why I love the character so much, the only impression I can do, and I used to kind of entertain people in school with it and everything else, right? And this is what he got back. 
Dear Mark. We will do it for no less than $2,000. That's about £1,500 UK. Thanks for converting it. That's the price, not a penny less. That's the deal. Wow. Let me email ends. That's it. <laughs> Three lines from the evil eight. Two grand. Just for a phone call. You know what? I know that we've been going up, we've been doing this for a week now, and I want it to happen, but I refuse as a human being yes. to pay $2,000 to Quite speak right. to an air traffic controller on the phone for two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Why has an air traffic controller got an agent? That's what I, I want to know. Yeah, yeah. This is the agent who does these kind of come to the expo yeah. stuff. That's what we found out. Oh, so he'll yeah. go along and people get a picture and have a little chat with him. That's all I wanted to do. $2,000. Ridiculous. I refuse. And it turns out, Refusing to do so has been one of the smartest moves in this whole adventure because we trawled back through all of the texts and we saw this. Dave, and by the way, if you're driving, pull over. If you're standing up, sit down. Dave, you know the Maharaja's voice was dubbed, right? <gasps> yes. So I spent yesterday going back through the credits of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And the person who sent that in, unfortunately, is anonymous. They're absolutely right. Credited the little Maharaja, Raj Singh. Yeah. The voice of the little Maharaja, uncredited. <sighs> wow. So this is where we are on our journey. We have 24 hours to find an uncredited voiceover artist <laughs> and get them on the show so I can finally have my little Maharaja off. <laughs> and I assure you, this will never happen again. In my kingdom. Wow. Any help? <laughs> well, we'd be much obliged. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. You're listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show. On Absolute Radio. Yeah. Where the latest episode of My Dad Pod is available to download right now from wherever you get your podcasts. And this week I catch up with a footballing legend, a national treasure in the shape of Chris Kamara. Uh, it is the final episode in this little run, uh, but there'll be more returning in the new year. And I want to take an opportunity to say that when I came up with the idea of this podcast for parents, I was really pleased Royal London came on board. They've been helping families plan their financial future for over 150 years. So whether it's investments, pensions or life insurance, Insurance, they can cut through all the jargon so they can spend more time on the important stuff in life, like, well, your family. So thank you, Royal London, for supporting this very personal journey of mine. And thank you all for downloading it and commenting and subscribing. Um, Dave Berry's Dad Pod will be returning with more wonderful guests in 2020. Um, so when we'd finished with Chris Kamara, before we released Cammy back into the wild, he said, can I have a go at showbiz scenarios? Oh. Because he'd heard it. It's a regular feature we do of some of our favourite people on the show, and this was question number one. Cammy, it is time for your showbiz scenarios. Oh, come on. Liam and Noel Gallagher have taken part in this. George Ezra, Denzel Washington and Benedict Cumberbatch. It is reserved oh, for my favourite guests. the big league, that. Here we go, my friend. You're in the Premier Where League. Where do I figure in that table? <laughs> uh, I'll put you just after George and before Denzel. <laughs> right, so I've got three hypothetical scenarios. Great. And I've got three people from your world that you can choose from. You can only choose one to help you in that scenario mm -hmm. and the first scenario as always is there's a body in the boot of the car who Ooh. do you call for help and why Roy Keane Gary Neville or Graham Souness Ooh. 
crikey. <laughs> i got to tell you my Roy Keane story. Right, he was manager of Sunland. Yeah. I was in the Marriott Hotel in Cromwell Road, Kensington, right? So I get in the lift on the fourth floor down to the ground. Third floor, it stops. Roy Keane walks in. So Sunland was struggling at the time. So you know what it's like with the, the lift. So the lady goes, going down. I said, I think she's talking to you, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, he looked up and he didn't give me the glare. I could see a glimmer of a smirk. <laughs> oh, could, that's wonderful. Yeah, I could see a glimmer of a smirk. So uh, it'd have to be uh, Suey. Su I love Suey. He was my favourite player. Oh, what a player. When, uh, when I was a young lad at Middlesbrough because he came from Spurs. And what a fantastic player. Jack Charlton was the manager, so I've got to say Suey. Suey, OK, he's helping you with the body in the boot of the car. Now, I'm calling him Suey. Well, no, right, call Graham Sooness Suey, am I? Uh, so we had time for one more showbiz scenario with Cammy. It's coming next. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. I'm so pleased to say that Chris Kamara is my final guest of 2019, at least, on My Dad Pod. You can subscribe, rate and review if you'd be so kind from wherever you get your podcasts from. And do you know what I'm really impressed by, Matt? We did a whole Dad Pod together mm. and we did a showbiz scenarios and not once did I say unbelievable Jeff. Oh, well done. Not once. <laughs> Which I was extremely proud of as a broadcaster. And here is his second and final scenario. The next scenario is you're on trial in Thailand. Who do you choose as your defence lawyer and why? Jamie Redknapp, Jeff Stelling or Paul Merson? What have I done? <laughs> You're just on trial in Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> they each got straight when it goes to a specific case. <laughs> Is it money laundering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's not too bad. No, yeah. no. Yeah, You're yeah. on trial. So who do you think is best going to get you off? Oh, Jeff Stelling. Yeah. Without a doubt. He's my, well, he's, I'm going to say my hero, but he's also my one of my biggest friends. You know, we get on absolutely fantastic. We have gone to, well, you know, like I said, my kids have come along to a lot of World Cups but myself and Jeff have been to loads 2002 we went to Japan together we had such a laugh we had such a laugh on our way to Sapporo to see England play Argentina he says let's go to Kyoto and look round the temples and now if you've seen one temple you've seen them all <laughs> so that was it so then we Not go out we go out for something to eat and me and Jeff always had to have one for the road so we go into this bar and these young Japanese kids about and they've got, you know, um, is it the Lazy Susie? You know the thing yeah. in the restaurant where they've got the keys. So they've got keys in the Lazy Susie and they spin it round and whoever it stops on, you've got to drink your drink. So I said to Jeff, come on, let's go and have a bit of fun with these. <laughs> they welcome us, they can't understand us. Hey, hey, you know. So we spin it round and I've quickly realised that if I push my body close to the Lazy Susie, I can affect where it stops. <laughs> 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 on Jeff. <laughs> So I just keep saying to Jeff, unlucky Jeff, you know, so you have to down his drink and then we get another one. Anyway, at, at, by, in about half an hour, he said, Cammy, I'm sloshed. I'm sloshed. He said, we've got to go. I went, oh, Jeff, come on, it's only about quarter to 12. You know, he goes, no, I've got to go. I've got to go, I'm sloshed. So we get up and we go out. I says, come on, Jeff, there must be another pub down here. There's a light on down there. So as I say that, he turns round and he knocks this Harley Davidson bike with the big handlebars through the back windscreen of a car. 
So we did what all good citizens should do. <laughs> <laughs> We ran. Come here, Jeff, pegging it through yeah, the yeah. streets of Kyoto. Yeah. So, uh, Jeff, you got to have him defending you as your defence for the entire Of course, yeah. of Given course. Given that he's done much worse, yeah, it would seem, yeah. Very yeah. Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. That's it. Thank you ever so much for tuning into the show this morning. What a show it has been. Relive not only some real highlights, but also some curveballs and a massive apology from myself and the team by downloading the Dave Berry Breakfast Show podcast, which today is going to be named Dave Berry and the Agent of Doom. <laughs> know this. We will be back tomorrow at 6am. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesdays. Arrivederci. He saw, he tried to conquer, but alas, we've told him to come back tomorrow and try again. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio.